Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Player 54 Podcast, a show focused solely on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host, Michael Lathrop. Hello, football fans. This is episode 48, post-Hurricane Ian, back to the grind. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. I apologize for the show's absence in the wake of Hurricane Ian. For those who may not know, on September 28th, Hurricane Ian made landfall in southern Florida as a strong Category 4, almost a Category 5 hurricane. Like many communities, my city was left with significant damage. As of this recording, We are dealing with flooded neighborhoods, washed out roads and bridges, no internet, and spotty cellular service. Our absence has not been by choice, but due to the lack of internet, which is vital to uploading our WAV file to update our RSS feed, which updates our podcast episodes on platforms such as Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, just to name a few. Fortunately, seeing that this episode has now posted, Our internet has been restored, and we are able to provide the XFL fan base and our listeners with updated league developments and unique player journeys. Since our last episode, there have been several interesting developments. First being the XFL canceled their eight in-market luncheons and pending announcements. However, there are several other newsworthy items to discuss. In addition, later in the show, I will be joined by wide receiver Isaiah Houston to discuss his journey inclusion in the XFL 2020 draft pool, XFL Arizona Showcase Invitation, and so much more. But first, we have those developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On September 26th, XFL Director of Quarterback Development Jordan Palmer posted video clips to his social media accounts which included nine quarterbacks training for the upcoming season. Among the participants, Jawan Pass, Brian Scott, De'Ara King, Brandon Silvers, Stephen Montez, Jalen McLeddon, Drew Plitt, Ryan Willis, and DeAndre Francois. Could these be the XFL franchise quarterbacks for 2023? Only time will tell. Stay tuned in for future updates. Then, on September 29th, XFL insider Mike Mitchell reported the first group of tentatively assigned quarterbacks for the 2023 season. According to Mitchell, sources have indicated that eight of the nine quarterbacks will be assigned to specific teams who have requested and recruited these players to be part of the league. In his XFL News Hub article, he lists the following tentative assignments. Arlington, Drew Plitt from Ball State, Houston, Brandon Silver from Troy, Las Vegas, Jalen McClendon, from Baylor and NC State, Orlando, DeAndre Francois, from Florida State and Hampton, San Antonio, Jawan Paz, 
from Louisville and Prairie View, A&M. Seattle, Stephen Montez from Colorado. St. Louis, Ryan Willis from Virginia Tech. And Washington, D.C., De'Ara King from Miami. Also included in the article is the ninth quarterback spotted from Jordan Palmer's social media post, who happens to be USFL and Philadelphia Stars' Brian Scott. It appears Scott's contractual status with the USFL is unknown, but the fact that he's working out with an XFL employee and the eight previously mentioned quarterbacks is interesting to say the least. I am not saying Scott's move to the XFL is a lock. However, let's not forget the 10 positional coaches who have left the USFL recently and the XFL's announcement of their inclusion on 2023 staffs. Then, on October 5th, XFL board writer Greg Parks made the following post on his Twitter account. News has been frustratingly quiet on XFL front. But this from Inside the League Friday wrap-up email via convo with Doug Whaley. Draft will be held November 16th and 17th. We knew from Beck's interview that November 16th would be one date, but now know it'll be a two-day affair. Also, the league has identified 10 to 14 quarterbacks who will be targeted once the league irons out a few contract issues. Contract issues could potentially refer to USFL contracts, and offensive linemen are a priority as the league continues to add at that position in the secondary league. Seems there's some concern already from the XFL about offensive line available to them. Also, on October 5th, the XFL posted on their social media accounts images of Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Mark Ross, at the National Football League's International Combine in London. Included in the post was the following statement. There are no boundaries or borders when it comes to finding talent. It is safe to say there will be some international talent in XFL 3.0. Also, on October 5th, Leah Musgrave posted on her social media accounts the following. Career update. I am going back to the gridiron. I am absolutely thrilled to be joining the XFL to launch the Arlington team this spring. In her Twitter bio, it states, social at XFL 2023. It is safe to assume she will oversee the Arlington franchise social media. Hopefully, we will see each of the XFL's team social media accounts come alive in the coming weeks. Then, on October 8th, XFL News Hub contributor Patrick Rafino provided an update on XFL quarterbacks. Per a source, he states former Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald and former Elon quarterback Davis Cheek have signed XFL contracts for the upcoming 2023 season. Both players appear to be taking advantage of the NFL Academy and XFL partnership by accepting the opt-in contract. For more information, I recommend checking out Rafino's article on XFLNewsHub.com. Also on October 8th, former Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald retweeted XFL News Hub's post of Patrick Rafino's article with the following simple statement. God's plan. It appears our final source is correct. Congratulations are in order for Cole McDonald. Welcome to the XFL. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by wide receiver Isaiah Houston to discuss his football journey, inclusion in the XFL 2020 draft pool, XFL Arizona Showcase Invitation, and more. Welcome, Isaiah. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show to discuss your football journey, your 2020 XFL Draft inclusion, and XFL Arizona Showcase Invitation. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on, Michael. It's a pleasure, man. The pleasure is all mine. 
every player has a unique pathway. You played your collegiate ball at JUCO Phoenix College and eventually moved on to NAIA Arizona Christian University. Can you walk us through your recruitment and college football experience? Yes, sir. So actually coming out of Phoenix College, my uh, sophomore year there, I was ranked fifth in the nation in catches and uh, seventh, I think, in yards. So that ended up to me uh, landing at Arizona State in the spring. They uh, brought me in as preferred walk-on. Was going through spring ball practices at Arizona State. And after about like the sixth or seventh practice, freak accident, took a side, a hit on the side of the face and it broke my jaw. That took me out of practice in uh, the upcoming season, unfortunately. I ended up transferring over to Arizona Christian, as you mentioned, from there and uh, finished out my final two years of playing eligibility I had left. I would say it definitely was all God, man. I'm big on my faith and uh, just how it all played out and stuff. I definitely feel like it was God. I'm thankful, you know, for my journey. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. You know, it's, it's always interesting to find that extra piece to the collegiate puzzle. Like some guys have played for three or four different colleges or had opportunities and it didn't work out. I'm always intrigued. So were there no other Division One interest? Yeah, at the time, it was kind of confusing to myself. I was pretty highly recruited coming out of high school at Boulder Creek in Anthem, Arizona. Had UCLA, Michigan State. Um, a lot of big-time schools recruited me. Unfortunately, I had to attend a junior college, like you said, just because I didn't really take things seriously in the classroom at the time. So I attended in junior college, did great at Phoenix College, played for Frank Sanders, former NFL 10-year-plus veteran receiver, played for JT Smith, another NFL receiver in all century as a punt returner in the NFL. So had great tutelage there, and that led to having great success at Phoenix College. But like you said, it's kind of confusing. I didn't really have any D1 schools coming down, you know, calling my phone. And it was kind of confusing. So that led me to accepting the preferred walk-on from ASU. They knew about me a little bit, being local at Phoenix College. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up at ASU. And uh was on my way, you know, to successful spring ball and then unfortunately uh had that freak accident very shortly i know you mentioned your faith and it might sound hypocritical but does that place a little bit of a chip on your shoulder that you still had something to prove oh definitely i definitely always felt kind of i don't want to say short change because like i said i am big on my face so i know everything works out the way it's supposed to but based on my production on the field, I definitely felt like I earned a lot more uh, kind of national attention and respect that just uh, wasn't coming my way. So definitely kind of put a chip on my shoulder to let the people know that, you know, I really can play this game at a very high level and uh, just need the opportunity to show it. So from your time at Phoenix College and Arizona Christian University, did you earn any honors or receive any invitations to senior bowls? So going into my senior year at Arizona Christian, I was preseason All-American NAI. After the first three games, had over 500 yards receiving, six touchdowns, had interest, ended up meeting with the Detroit Lions scout twice. He came by two weeks in a row. And the second time he came by the school, I actually lacerated my kidney the very next day in practice. And that was after my third game. So that ended my senior season at Arizona Christian, uh, very short. Wow. Just to add to your adversity, right? It's just, yeah. it just seems like if it can, 
why not just add another thing on there? Sometimes what can go wrong will go wrong. Right. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate. There seems to be a stigma for players who haven't played at an NCAA division one power five school. How do you go about ridding yourself of that stigma and proving you're just as good, if not a better player than one of those power five players? Shoot, man. I mean, they say film don't lie. Right. Uh, I just, I'm like, Turn on the tape, and you know, coming out of college, it was, oh, well, you're playing against NAI, like you said, not Division One powerhouse school. So, so okay. Now, I played a season with the Arizona Rattlers in the IFL. And if you look on our roster, I'm playing with guys from Alabama, Ohio State, Miami, Florida. So it doesn't get any bigger than that. Like I said, the film don't lie. You turn on the tape, I'm the one standing out making plays on the field. And then if you just go off, you know, measurables or combine numbers, my – 40, my vertical, my three cone, all that stacks up and it's not better than all these division one guys. So I think, you know, I have everything that you're looking for. It's just getting me there in person at this point. So you mentioned your opportunity with the Detroit Lions. You mentioned the Arizona Rattlers. So I understand since leaving college, you've had various opportunities presented to you in the professional ranks. Among them was your inclusion in the 2020 XFL draft pool. You also received an invitation to attend this past summer's XFL showcase in Arizona. You've had multiple conversations with National Football League and XFL personnel, as well as your two-year stint with the Arizona Rattlers. Can you share with us that post-college progression, how those all kind of linked up and how they worked out or how they didn't work out. I mean, you kind of had that flirtation back and forth. And I think it's kind of important to understand, one, we're an XFL podcast, right? How you're kind of linked in here and why I brought you in. But some people are going to be like, well, I don't get it, you know, X, Y, or Z. But you are linked to the XFL in multiple ways. But it's not just the XFL part. I like National Football League because it's it's your story. It's the overall piece here in – I think it's important to see where you've come, how it's progressed to where you are today. For sure. You know, coming out of Arizona Christian, after meeting with the Lions scout, he told me straight up, he's like, you can play, you can play in the NFL. Like, it's just going to be whether you're going to be able to get enough film and put up enough numbers, which you're doing, you know, right now after those first three games to be able to get the GMs to really take a hard look at you coming from an NAIA school. And I was on my way to doing that, but unfortunately, you know, after three games, lacerated my kidney. So from there, I still knew I had the potential to play professional football. So I ended up meeting a guy named Chad E.K., who was a world-renowned strength and conditioning coach, was in the Olympics, trained Larry Fitzgerald, a bunch of top guys. Met him just through a mutual friend. He just moved back to Phoenix from Hawaii, and uh, he ended up allowing me to join his pro day training at no cost, which he, you know, charges these agents a decent penny. So joined his pro day training at no cost. He got me back to where I needed to be and in the best shape of my life. Ended up working out for the Detroit Lions Scout, running a 4440, 38-inch vertical, 10-5 broad jump, 6603 cone was the official number she the scout verified. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to sell to the GM and get me into rookie minicamp. So from there. I was up at Arizona State University running routes one day against some NFL defensive backs who were training. And this gentleman who was just there watching, I didn't know him, calls me over and he's like, hey, you're really good. Like, 
who are you? What's your story? And this gentleman happened to be Will Lewis, who is a player personnel director for in the XFL. He was with the Houston franchise back in 2020. And so just off of that day at ASU, he ended up getting me put in the 2020 XFL draft. And kind of same thing there. Just not enough people knew about me. So the draft came and went. I had like three or four teams call me the day before the draft saying, hey, coaches are interested. Keep your phone ready. Day came and went. I didn't get drafted. And that's kind of what led me to attending an open trial for the Rattlers here in Phoenix. Impressed them and they signed me on the spot. So that's how I ended up with the Rattlers. So with the Arizona Showcase invite, is it just something you couldn't work into your schedule because of your Rattlers commitment? Is it something that maybe it just, you didn't feel right taking the time? I mean, was it the the team that kept you from doing it? Was it your decision? Was it a combination of the two? It was just very unfortunate timing. We had our first playoff game on Sunday with the Rattlers. So we had practice Friday morning. Obviously, I have a commitment to them and being the first playoff game and chasing this championship with them. I was already committed. So we had practice Friday morning, the very same time as the XFL showcase was going on. And I let Will Lewis know that, but he still told me to make it over, you know, when practice ended up. So practice finished, I hustled my butt over there, caught the very end of the showcase, but was still able to talk with Will and ended up talking with a couple other player personnel directors. So it still ended up being a good day for me, even though I wasn't able to participate in the actual showcase. So you couldn't participate in anything. You just straight conversations. That's all you're straight able conversation. To. Yeah. I, I probably caught like the last 10 minutes of them running routes. And uh, at that point, all the testing was over with and whatnot. So just straight conversation at that point. Well, at least it shows that you made an attempt, right? And right. You, you didn't just blow it off. So that's a good thing. But I mean, they also understood your situation. Just unfortunate yeah, sure. that how things play out sometimes. Again, if something could happen, sometimes it just does for whatever reason, right? Right. Like I said, unfortunate timing, but uh, I think, you know, they were pleased that I still showed up and, you know, I was willing to hop in the lines and run a couple routes, even though I was coming from practice where we just practiced for two hours, 110 degree heat in Phoenix. So it wasn't like, you know, I was fresh legs or anything, but I was still going to hop in line and run a couple routes because, you know, I'm just that confident in my ability. I was pulled to the side by a gentleman, a director of player personnel, and ended up talking with him for the final five minutes. And then the routes ended up being over with. So I actually didn't end up running any routes. But it was a good day, all in all. Clearly, you're a player of interest of the league. Yes, sir. You have yet to receive that 2023 XFL draft invitation. Do you have any plans of participating in this October's American National Combine in San Diego or partaking in any private XFL workouts? At this point, you know, I got to do what I got to do. Back in 2020, I was participated in the private workout for the XFL LA franchise. Did very well there. So I'm just waiting. You know, I know those are invitation only, so I'm just waiting for one of these guys to send me an invite. So you haven't received any from the teams? Correct. You know, I talked with three of the player personnel guys following the showcase, stayed in touch with them. They paid attention to the playoff games. We communicated about the game, um, sent them a couple workout videos and whatnot. But I would say over the last two weeks, you know, still uh, waiting to receive an invite. 
I get it. It's it's that kind of nail-biting experience right now. You're just kind of waiting by the phone, or I guess today you don't have to wait by it. You can take it with you. But how about that American National Combine? Because my understanding, they put this together for players that were on the wait list for the showcases that weren't able to participate in any of the other ones. Was there any emails or any communication coming from the XFL or the American National Combine to potentially participate in that? I think I got an email from the Combine, ANC. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I'll definitely attend that uh, if I don't get any calls for the private workouts, just because I want to want to get out there and get as much eyes on me as possible to showcase my ability. So I'll definitely be attending. Well, then that's good. You'll have an opportunity to be in front of them because I. I'm under the impression that everybody from the XFL, the team's coaching staffs, player personnel, and key executives will also be there to you know scout the players. So at least you're going to get in front of them one way or another. That's good news. Right. Are you currently represented by an agency? I had an agent back when I was trying to get in the NFL initially. Ended up letting him go this past year. So I'm actually supposed to meet with two agents in the coming two weeks. So we'll be finding a new one here shortly. And then uh, hopefully they'll be able to help market me a little more. Well, I ask because I usually try to give everyone an opportunity to have their personal contact, right? So unfortunately, it didn't work out with our timing, but be your luck. It'll be like next week or something. Right, right. You know, put ink to paper. Outside of football, what have you been up to? Yeah, so I've been helping at, uh, actually my own college, Arizona Christian. They uh, just started their season. So I've been helping coach receivers over there as well as working with my trainer, Chad Ike, as I mentioned, uh, training, you know, youth athletes and just your average day uh, gym goer as well. Um, and I'm also expecting a son on the way. So I'll be having a baby boy here within the next month. Well, congratulations. I know it's a little premature, but congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. You're welcome. You may not be aware, but I have had an XFL executive on the show previously. So I typically provide each of my guests an opportunity or a last plea, if you will. If an XFL head coach or key staff member were to tune into this episode, what is the one thing about you? Like we all have just things about us that are for some reason unknown. But what's the one thing that's unknown that people should know about you that essentially separates you from your competition? And why should they give you the draft invitation based off of that and ultimately select you in the draft? Definitely, man. I appreciate you giving me the chance to express that. I would say the one word that always comes to my mind is the it factor, right? It's just something you can't coach, you can't teach. It's like, Athletes either have it naturally or they don't. And for me, it's just, I always have felt like I just have that it factor, whether it's playing basketball, playing football as an athlete, I always just felt different. I moved different. My movements were just always a little bit more fluid and almost looked effortless. So I would say as far as physical ability, it's having that it factor. And then I would also say the word overcome. I've overcame a lot of adversity in my life and I think it's just shown, you know, I can persevere and I'm not going to quit when things get tough. I'll be able to get the job done when things get tough. 
Isaiah, it has been a pleasure. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk with me about your football experience, your 2020 XFL draft invitation, your XFL Arizona invitation that unfortunately didn't work out. I uh, hope to see your name included on the draft player pool. But For ultimately, sure. I'd love to see you get you know selected on November 16th. If you yes, do, sir. I would love to have you come back on so we can discuss how things are progressing for you, how things are working out for your team, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, for sure, man. Sounds like a plan to me. And I appreciate you having me on the show. You know, you're, it seems like you're doing good things with it. So keep keep on doing your thing, man. I appreciate that. If yes, some of our listeners wanted to follow you in your journey, where could yes, they sir. do so? I would say the best way to uh, follow me is either on Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, it's at I underscore Houston seven. And then on Twitter, if you just type in Isaiah Houston, you should be able to find me. And Houston is spelled H-U-S-T-O-N, no O in it. Perfect. Thank you, Isaiah. Yes, sir. Thank you. As always, I have been committed to sharing unique XFL-related player journeys. Isaiah's story has multiple links to the XFL. If you take a moment and follow his social media accounts to watch some of his highlights and training clips, you will see he is truly a diamond in the rough and truly fits the Player 54 moniker. Best of luck to him on securing XFL workouts and a potential inclusion into the XFL draft on November 16th and 17th. Unfortunately, there have not been any fan line messages this week. If you have a comment, question, or hot take and would like it to be heard on the show, reach out to the fan line by calling 863-TALK-XFL or 863-825-5935. Doing so, your message could be included in an upcoming episode. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Player 54 Podcast. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback, so do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts, and if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Player 54 Podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Player 54 Podcast. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to player54podcast at gmail.com.